0: Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started.
1: Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold with my co-host Alan Witch. Alan, how are you today?
0: Hey, pretty terrific, Chris. Uh, great day. How about yourself? Great day is right. You know, I have my
1: longtime friend, uh, and 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 we'll get into the introduction in a second. But you know, this gentleman took me, um, you know, pretty much under his wing in the last year, and taught me. And you know, he's the king of linguists, And what I mean by that is he understands language and he understands the power of words. And he helped me identify some of the things that you know I had inherently, um, you know, in in my vocabulary uh without realizing um and and it was holding me back when i blew through that and understood that i was able to you know take my um life to a new level uh and trajectory has been uh you know amazing ever since and and i'm proud to say uh that this um you know gentleman and 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 you know someone i really respect had uh, agreed to come on this show because you know, uh, I've learned a ton. I know everybody in the audience, uh, Alan, um, as well as you know yourself, and you know, our our complete alumni. They're gonna love this guy because I certainly do, and I've grown to uh, having an admiration for him. And you know, he's a Brooklyn. You know. <laughs> Uh, powerhouse uh born and raised uh he's got the he's got the uh attitude uh you know new york attitude to prove it and uh i love it and he, he you know he can dish it out to me uh just as well as i can take it but you know i don't back down being from toronto like uh you know i'll, I'll give it right back to barry but we have a dynamic relationship and you know barry Lob- lobs in the house and uh barry are you there Yes, I'm in the house. You're in the house.
0: In the house. <laughs> we have a real big house.
1: Yes, we do, and and this has to be a big house because to fit Barry in this house, it has to be. And um, I can tell you, I'm really excited about this show. I, uh, you know, from a standpoint of the knowledge that's going to be passed on, and quite frankly, uh, really challenging the norm. And what I mean by that, and we'll get into this in a second, and and Alan, you're going to take it away from that perspective. But, you know, this gentleman has uh, not only been through a lot, um, you know, Barry, you have a really interesting background and where, you know, you were and where you are and where you're going. And I've had the unique pleasure to understand that behind the scenes. And, you know, I really, um, again, I'm thankful for this relationship. I'm thankful for the opportunity for you coming on and taking some time out of your busy schedule to embrace our uh, group and our audience and, you know, both of us.
2: And, um, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm very thankful. So thanks for being here. My pleasure. Absolutely. And my intention is to literally not back down from what you said, but surpass what you're promising everybody. Well, that's fantastic.
1: Alan, my friend, let's, uh, let's get this show on the road.
0: Love it. Love it. Hey, Barry, welcome uh, once again. And I think some of the listeners are probably wondering why um, there's a a unique introduction today. And I think it's important that everybody knows that there's a a lasting relationship between the two of you. And I think that's important for our listeners to realize is that we have people on the show that not only bring content and value, but uh, that we have relationship with. And it's ongoing and uh it's just it's nice to be able to see that it's nice for me to be able to sit here and witness uh that between the two of you and i know there's a lot of history and i want to get into some of that i think it's going to be a great uh great banter and great content but i'm going to dive right in and i just learned something new a few minutes ago i just learned about pop from barry and barry without any further ado Please tell us what that is and kind of give us a heads up as to what that is, why it is, how you came about it, how you apply it, and the kind of impact it's having.
2: Well, that'll be my pleasure because just like you gentlemen, my life objective, my intention, my legacy is to touch as many people as humanly possible to make a positive impact so that everybody who experiences me has a better, higher quality, more fulfilled life than if I didn't come into it. And you're doing this with this radio show and we all have a similar objective. And I use the word objective very, very precisely Because the definition of pop, in my opinion, and others who have experienced it with me, is that pop throws just about everything you were ever taught out the window. And pretty much the opposite is true. Most of you have been taught about goal setting and purpose and purpose and purpose. And what I came to realize is that a purpose by itself is misaligned. It's mistargeted. Because it doesn't have that greater goal, that greater objective. Because I have learned that it's the objective that drives the purpose. Interesting. P.O.P. P.O.P. Like when that. we when we have an objective now please understand the difficulty that most people have with this simplistic formula is that you don't have an original thought most of what you know most of what you think are beliefs that were driven into you by others by teachers by significant others, by children, by gurus, so-called gurus. And when it comes down to it, what's yours? You know, I once had a radio show called Whose Life Are You Living? That show was 20 years ago. And I look back and I go, that was pop. Because Whose Life Are You Living was about, is it about you? Is it about what somebody else wants? Where do you fit into the equation? And sadly, it's almost impossible for someone to talk about what's truly innate to them without the influence of everybody else. Well, we say, well, we have to be influenced. I agree. We do have to be influenced. However, They help color your beliefs. They don't necessarily need to be your beliefs. And that brings us to the point of there's no truth, there's no reality, there's only what you believe. So now, the only way I've been able to get people to understand a way to realize their objective is to Take what they do for a living, professionally, in earning money, and put it on the side for a moment. It doesn't exist. And to add further to that, I want to bring you fast forward to the point that you've served your time here on this plane, and they're holding your funeral. We know that at funerals, there's typically a eulogy that is delivered by the people who know you, often sometimes by clergy, and most of the time they don't know who you are, but they've been told things, so, so they invoke them. And I'll say to you at this eulogy, interestingly, you're able to hear what's being said about you and you may even have some influence over what's being said about you what do you want to be remembered for what was it during your productive time that made you say yeah this feels great this is what i really was meant to do. Because the money never gives you that feeling. Money's a vehicle. But the feeling of making a difference, helping another, in whatever way that is, is really where that aha moment comes in. So, during that eulogy, what is it that drives you to make a difference in someone's life. And how do you go about that? And once you nail it, that's what you're all about. That's your core essence. That's your why. We've heard about the why. Your why is the objective of your life. So then where does the P of purpose come in? The purpose are the behaviors, activities, and whatever it takes that aligns with the objective to make it happen. And making it happen is your plan. And that's POP. Now, I really dumbed it down a bit, but in its essence... That's pop. And I'd rather, if there's something you aren't clear about or you want more clarification about, you ask me because I live, breathe, think this every moment of the day. I teach it all the time. It's easier for me to want to know what you need so that I can give you what's most important for your own edification.
0: I like that. I do have a question for you, Barry, in regards to what you just said, uh, Chris. Sorry if I stole the stole the uh, 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 podium from you. But uh, as we're looking at this, it, it is it is a little um, uh, redirected sequence wise from what I think a lot of people understand, and they're looking at the uh, purpose in the objective, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Tell me, as you're talking about this process with your clients or with an audience, uh, what is the, because everybody's got to have an aha moment when they understand it and when they accept it, what's Mm -hmm. the biggest barrier that you've found through people that hear this for the first time and they haven't necessarily accepted yet? What do they have to get past to be able to look at this authentically and then determine if they can apply it in their life?
2: First, they have to get past the fact that their whole life they were taught just the opposite. They have to get past that maybe the gurus were missing something. And they have to get past the fact that each and every one of us has the ability to develop our own thinking and belief system it doesn't need to be given to us and that's the biggest obstacle you see there is not an area that pop doesn't apply to it it applies to the words that you use in your communication it applies to parenting It it applies to job selection it applies to college planning it applies to retirement. It applies to company goals. It, it applies to virtually anything you can come up with. I can demonstrate to you and for you how this will significantly accelerate the results. And it, the beauty of it, it is solution-oriented, not problem-oriented. You know, so many times people get stuck in, well, we need to figure out what the problem is. And I adhere to the fact that I really don't care about how the problem occurred. Because right now, let's put out the fire. If you want to, once the fire's put out, you want to figure it out, God bless you. Have a good time with it. But I need solutions and results to move things forward.
0: I like it. Well said. Well said. I like it. the The uh, salutes, you know, the solution oriented um, thing is key, and you know, it's not necessarily just fireman mode. It's let's take care of the challenge at hand, and then let's go back and if we choose to correct the path. Right.
2: May I share a little analogy that I use with clients, and I have many, but this one in particular, because it is. Surrounded by what one has been taught. Therefore, what one ends up believing. And why so many people get the wrong result. And here's the story. We're going to make you a female for the moment. <laughs> All You're <right>. single. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> as a single woman, you have been taught that you should find the perfect man and you're going to go to a singles bar to find mister right and what you're looking for at the singles bar is a tall dark and handsome man even though you've had miserable experiences looking for him and you think that none of these men are genuine But you're looking for the tall, dark, and handsome man. And there he is. You find him. He's attractive. He's tall. And he's got very, very handsome features. And you two get together. So you achieved your goal. You achieved your, quote, purpose. But that wasn't your objective. See, it turns out that in addition to him being tall, dark, and handsome, he's an alcoholic, and he's a woman abuser. But you didn't put that into the formula because you were taught to look for a tall, dark, and handsome man. Do you see what's missing? Mm -hmm. Clarity of your objective. The purpose was to go to the bar. The objective was not aligned with the correct purpose the correct purpose was to find a gentle loving kind individual who you'd find attractive and that story in my opinion and i have many of them i could use sums up why pop is different i love it And you know, Barry, um, you know, I had the
1: unique pleasure of uh, understanding this as it was in development. And um, now, you know, as I know it, you've got programs coming out around this. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, a lot of information. Now, you wrote a book, uh, you know, way back. Um, You know, don't want to date you too much, but uh, you wrote a you know your book, and uh, I'd like to share a little bit of that um, because Mm -hmm. I think it was a great book, and I think people need to uh, you know go and get it first of all. Um, the mind stretch, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I had a uh, you know an opportunity to read the book, and and you know it really uh, really identifies some you know amazing structure to uh, doing what it says, which is you know essentially stretching you outside your own mind and your own thoughts and the way that uh, you perceive life now and you know obviously went into this new percussion of uh, you know thought with the POP program and you know purpose objective planning and thank you for that uh, and outlining that and having that story um, and I was really trying to you know get myself in that mode of being a woman looking for a tall dark and handsome guy but I keep staring at your face and um, you know listen I know you're not tall um, and you're certainly not dark but um, but you're an amazing guy and and I, and I could relate to that so um, you know but I appreciate the story part of uh, what you did and, and and walked us through that because I, I thought that was really uh, really great um, tell us about the book because I think it's important and uh, tell people how we can find that book because I think, uh, you know, our audience would uh, definitely benefit from that book. I certainly did. And, uh, you know, I love books from that perspective because you, you you know, you get a set of uh, beliefs and, um, ideas, and then you can take those and apply them. And, you know, certainly this book is set up that way so that you can go and take this information and then go apply it to your life and see results. And, and, and I think that's an important part, um, you know, to reading a book is that you can take it, apply it. And, you know, the big part is the results, um, that you can start seeing in your life. And I, you know, again, had a unique pleasure of reading your book when we first, um, you know, were introduced to each other. And then from there, developed, uh, you know, relationship and some friendship and, um, you know, again, I was able to extract a lot of your wisdom uh, just on our, our weekly calls and, 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 you know, getting together and having that discussion. But d- definitely share that book because I think
2: it's important to this. Uh, to this sure, show. sure. Um, again, when I sat down to put this together… I did not want another textbook. It was important for me to develop it in such a way that no matter what page you open to, you would find that it was giving you what you needed at that moment. And it's set up in bullet points. And it's... Not something that you just sit down and read. It's actually something that you look at and go, wow, I have to think about that. It's intended to cause one to actually think, not just receive, but to be active.
1: I agree. And, you know, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, as well as the audience to understand that this is a very interactive book. It makes you think and ponder. And I think, you know, to your point, Barry, thinking and pondering is something that I don't believe enough people do in their lives. So, you know, that's why I wanted to focus on the book Mm. and get that piece that I was so waiting for. Uh, And I had to interject because that's exactly what it did for me. So thanks, thanks for sharing that. Sure, sure, Um, sure. I I think it's very important. You know, carrying on and, and, you know, we can talk to you for hours and, (laughs) you know, definitely you've got a lot of wisdom to share. And, you know, the good thing is uh, for everybody listening, Barry's uh, agreed to come back on and we're going to have some periodic uh, interaction with Barry in our in-between show. Um, So he has graciously agreed uh, to come and do that with us and add another dynamic, uh, you know, into some of our in-between shows. So I'm, 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 I'm blessed and, uh, you know, Alan and I are blessed to have uh, that uh, interaction with you going forward. But I have a question and I think everybody's, you know, maybe wondering. If I know, just
2: jump in though, Chris, sure. it was it was easy to say yes because I know what your objective is. And, mm-hmm. you know, Alan, you and I are getting to know each other. But Chris, you're authentic, you're genuine, and you're coming from a very honest place. And it's very easy for me to want to share so that we all raise our own level of interest thinking expertise whatever because the better we are the more we can share with others so I
1: well thanks and what a great introduction and thank you so much for that and you know, again, I just who I am. And, you know, I'm humbled to that. And, you know, I don't even realize a lot of times, um, you know, but I appreciate you bringing that up. And, you know, I think the whole group and the alumni and everybody involved, including, uh, you know, my, my awesome co-host, Alan, that we all share that. You know sentiment, and I think it's very important for the audience to understand that that's this whole purpose of having, you know, mm-hmm. to, to use your uh, analogy and, um, mm-hmm. and and your um, your cleverness around purpose and and the objective to this show is to bring unique and raw information mm-hmm. and stories. So that it drives the idealism of, you know, someone sitting here who has an aha. And speaking of ahas, and I think that's a great spot to to interject, um, you know, inside of this uh, whole concept. Um, every act begins with a thought, and you know I think we can agree on that. But when we look back in your journey, and we certainly want you to share that because you've got an interesting background to where you were, um, to where you are, and certainly where you're going. What was that aha moment uh, that really defined your decision, uh, um, Barry, to to become an entrepreneur for one, but most importantly to share the information that you do uh, with your clients and your and. And, and everybody you actually interact with, uh, including myself as a friend.
2: Okay. As someone who's also an inspirational speaker, we as speakers realize that a good story is what's necessary to start and capture the interest of your audience. And I realized that my story is the story. And I've had people come to me and go, thank you for sharing your story. Because I, was the, I thought I was the only one who carried that pain. I thought I was the only one who didn't think they were good enough. That I was the only one that thought that maybe I am an imposter. I'm the... And story after story after story. So it's important for me to share with you um, what took place from my time of birth because unbeknownst to me, each phase was a learning experience and preparing me for the next phase. And we don't know that during the time it's happening. Well, I was born to a World War II veteran in 1947. Do the math. Um, I don't know where the time has gone, but certainly I'm still in the beginning phase. and this man had to take care of his family so think about a very bright man who has a child we literally lived in a tenement if you know what that is mm-hmm. in, in Brooklyn and he had a job and was a cashier in a supermarket can you imagine Not only how little money we had, but how, no offense, demeaning it was for this man not to pursue greater interests because of his obligation for his family. Mm -hmm. So he'd come home at night, not too pleased, not too happy, because what was fulfilling at that time um, about standing on your feet and just checking people out because it, it, there was no playing at that time. it was get the money get the et cetera et cetera. Well, any little thing that I did to annoy him delivered a beating to me, so my early years of memory is that I was beaten probably every day of my life and even given a choice as to which implement I wanted to be beaten with. Hmm. It was doing a number on me without without a doubt but the fact is I was rambunctious. I was creative. I was not just playing in the norm. So here I was getting beaten and I'm saying to myself, "But I'm not a bad boy." This doesn't make any sense to me. So here this was going on, and then I had two younger brothers, and I would be given the responsibility of helping rear them. Because my father wasn't around that much, and my mom wasn't all that strong. So I'm bad on one hand, But given incredible responsibilities of caring and caretaking and cooking and doing all sorts of things, on the other hand, nothing made any sense to me. In school, the report would be, he's not living up to his potential. You see, I would get a test in school and read too deeply into what they were asking and come up with a solution that was different from what they were looking for. When, in fact, what I was delivering was probably more accurate than what they were looking for. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of frustration. Well, at the age of 13 or 14, I had it. Couldn't take it anymore. So, I decided that I was going to draw playing cards. And one of two choices. Either I was going to take my life... It wasn't worth anything, and who'd care if I wasn't here anyway, because I never heard the word love my entire time in growing up. There wasn't any love, and the other choice was I'd have to figure it out, because none of this makes sense to me. I drew the cards. As fate would have it, the card said, no kill, figure out and i said damn didn't come out right but i'll i'll do it because somehow and this is at the age of 13 somehow i was meant to figure this out and that became what drove me for the rest of my life and You know, I can go on and on about experiences where I was the ultimate rebel. You know, and I was the... um, the hippie radical. And I was involved with the campus uprisings and the sit-ins because I was Don Quixote and I was fighting windmills and changing causes and wanting to make the world different from what I was experiencing because nothing was making sense. Well that attitude served me well and still does because I decided to go into education I decided to go into education because I felt if I could reach kids on their foundational level hopefully I can help them avoid the pain that I had experienced what I found because I was in a real Brooklyn, New York City, inner city school was that these were troubled kids. These were really emotionally troubled kids. I had my work cut out for me. And nothing's by accident. I'm having these classes and loving these kids in elementary school, third grade, fourth grade, moving up the ladder with these kids. And my third year of teaching, and by the way, I'm receiving the most difficult kids in the school because I can control them. I can control them because I knew everyone wants to be trusted. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants consistency. Everyone wants to be seen for who they are. And that nobody's really bad. Okay? You did something wrong. It's not who you are. It doesn't define you. And these kids understood that that's where I was coming from. So this one day, well, there are two events. One, a kid's walking through the hall one day, and his head is down. He's probably one of the worst kids in the school. He's a fourth grader at this time. I look at him. I go, David, what are you so sad about? He says, ah, Mr. Laub. I almost got into your class, but Mrs. P, she's the assistant principal, said you were already too stuffed. (laughs) And I laugh and I (laughs) go, gee, I'm sorry to disappoint you, David. Better luck next year. (laughs) And next year comes and it's June. And this kid walks up to me and say, Mr. Laub, have a nice summer. See you next year in your class. And I go, Ricardo, what are you talking about? Here's my roster. You're not in my class. And Ricardo goes, oh, stop being so silly, Mr. Laub. Now, understand, I am twenty-four, twenty-five 25 years old at the time. Long hair and a beard. And he says, Mr. Laub, don't be so silly. I go, Ricardo, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, come on, Mr. Laub. You know any kid that acts bad enough ends up in your class? <laughs> hmm. And I go, you know something? They understand the game better than I do. Yeah. (laughs) So the entrepreneur in me woke up. I walk into the principal's office. This is 1972. Put that in perspective. It's before the first federal mandate in 1974 for special education was promulgated. Here I am, and you know, Chris keeps alluding to my lack of height, which I take great umbrage of because (laughs) I am a a glaring, intimidating five foot two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is the truth. I I (laughs) defy anybody to to go up against me, regardless. (laughs) And the principle is this six foot four with the first name doctor. <laughs> so I walk in and I say, Dr. Frank, I'd like to make you a deal. You you had to see his face. He looks down at me and with this shocked expression says, You, this twenty five year old, long haired, bearded hippie, wants to make me Dr. Frank, a long term educator, a deal. So he's going to humor me. And he says, let me hear this deal. And the deal was very simple. I want to take you 10 most difficult third and fourth graders, teach them all by myself in the morning. I want to take you 10 most difficult fifth and sixth graders, teach them all by myself in the afternoon. He looks at me. Why do you want to do this? And I said, it's real simple. It's going to make the school run better. He goes, you're right. You know something? You've got a deal. Now, following year, this is what we're doing. It's working like a charm. He's inviting people down from New York City headquarters to see this amazing program he came up with. (laughs) 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 However, the following year the first federal mandate comes down and I receive a call from New York City headquarters asking me if I believed that I could duplicate this throughout the schools in New York City because it's the perfect model what the federal uh, mandate is looking for and you've already developed it now as Chris indicated earlier I don't believe there's anything I can't do. I said, of course I can do it. I was assigned to do this in the high school level. I was the first teacher hired in New York City to work with the emotionally handicapped on the high school level and implemented these programs throughout the city, lockups, you name it. All because I saw a solution to a problem. Okay, fast forward. I've now been in the system 15 years. I want to take a sabbatical. Is there something else I'm meant to do more? I said, What field could I go into that I could make a difference again? And I looked at financial planning. I said, Ah, this field is slimy enough. I can make a real difference. (laughs) And I did. Uh And then, from there, I created a national employee benefits company, helping government contractors who were doing public work, but as non-union contractors, I developed a level playing field for them so that they could compete equally with their union counterparts. And I did that for 10 years till the New York State Department of Labor put me out of business because the New York State Department of Labor is controlled by the unions. Unions. teams: Okay. So, Barry Laub has been fighting upstream with solutions his whole life because after that, I said, what do I do now? That's when I went into coaching. And I went into coaching because people said to me, Barry, you always have solutions to things that other people don't even see. So I enrolled in Coach U. Sadly, or positively, whichever way you want to look at it, I felt I knew more than the teachers who were teaching me how to coach. So I took my own design. I ended up training over 150 coaches around the world who had already been graduates of these coach training schools. And to a person, they all said to me, Barry, we learn more from you. Than any of these other programs, and it's just been one thing after another that I see a windmill and I'm going to take it down.
1: I love it, and you know what, Barry? Thank you for sharing. Uh, you know your intimate. <clears throat> um. Personal life growing up, and you know one thing I, I can tell you is I love you, and uh, lots of people love you, and I think uh-huh. it 's your big heart that you know when you made that choice, it, you know and you could have made the other one as well, and, and yeah. you wouldn't know any of the brilliance that uh, has evolved from uh, that experience
2: well, but, it wasn 't meant to be right and here 's the irony, and it, it, this will help you understand who Barry Laub is most people who knew me. And know me, say, you must have been so angry. And I look back and I go, you want to know something? What an amazing gift I was given. I was given the amazing gift of taking nothing at face value, taking the amazing gift of never taking yes or no for an answer, and realizing the capacity to be tenacious, never give up, and do it my way and i 've been doing it my way, and as a result, hundreds and hundreds of people are better today because they gave me the opportunity to teach them how to do it their way
1: and I would say that that hundreds has turned into thousands, and, and who knows um, you know, six degrees of separation that probably mm-hmm. turned into millions. so mm-hmm. you know Barry, um, you know, I appreciate uh, again that story, and i 'm glad you chose the path you did, the experiences. You know, and I think we all have stories uh, that we can share that maybe, you know, we're proud of or we're not. Mm. But at the same time, it's what defines us and what you do with that is important. And, you know, I always call it pivoting. You know, it's always redirecting you towards something as long as you, again, have the courage to follow those things that are important. And Mm -hmm. you obviously had that courage turned into uh, who you are today, who I admire. You're a great coach. Um, I call you my coach. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we take advantage of, um, uh, of our chats, uh, and, and we have opportunities to be coached, um, you know, both ways. And, mm-hmm. um, I certainly, uh, appreciate all of that. So thanks thank for, thanks for, thank you. And, and thank you for sharing, uh, you know, again, that intimate story, um, you know, it's, it's one that, uh, you know, when you sit here and you listen and, and for the audience, you know, again, Barry shared something that was pretty dramatic, uh, you know especially as a child, and you know especially at the age he was to have that responsibility and you know you can look at your own life and you probably might have something similar, might be something even worse, mm-hmm. but know every day that you know you have always a chance to change things going forward, and you know it's funny, I post something the other day when it came to uh, you know life as you know you look at it like Lego, you know you can always. <laughs> You know, tear it down, and you can always rebuild, and and most importantly, you can always create something new. And I think that that's what we got to take forward uh, in our own lives, uh, no matter what the challenges are. So, Barry, thanks uh, again for uh, for sharing that. Sure,
2: sure. And it wasn't shared to. um, It wasn't a pity story in any way, shape, or form. It was, hey guys, and I hate when I hear this. I hate when people say, "If I could do it, you could do it." No, no, that that's nonsense. But if you don't like it, you can change it. That's the truth. Absolutely. That's what I want you to take out of it. If you don't like it, change it. Don't sit by and hold a pity party. Don't sit by and bemoan yourself. Never give up. Never, never give up. I love never that.
0: give up. I love that. Yeah, Barry, I mean, I, I I'm just sitting here listening and... You know, I, I'm getting a little bit of a knot in my throat because I can really. Chris, that was really loud. Just FYI. <laughs> 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 we'll 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 cut that little tiny piece out, or we'll leave it in. What the heck, you know? It doesn't make any difference. No. Very what I, I, I what thought I,
2: that he just I thought Chris just got a contract from Kellogg's for rice crackle and pop. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on there.
1: <laughs> well, I we needed sound effects. Um, you know, the, there show, we go. the show needed some. You know, crackle and a, and a pop. And well, I we were
0: trying to do the clapping thing. I think he was trying to do an audience applause.
1: <laughs> well, you know, listen, I'm, I'm trying my best here. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay, Alan, we interrupted you. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah no that's fine. I was I was just saying that um, you know as as you're talking about you're talking about your story and talking about being transparent and you're right the story is the key when you you know it's the best way to relate to others and it's the best way for others to relate to you and when they can relate they will Open their heart, and they will become a student, and they will follow. And your story um, is a is an important one. It's an important one for people to hear. And I can, you know, I can relate to that. Um, you know, never give it up, and, and living your life, uh, you know, a day at a time, and you can change anything. That you know, it's just a decision. But you could have easily gone down a road of uh, why me, and mm-hmm. you did not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had a similar life experience. I was born with uh, quite a, you know, a, a real significant heart uh, challenge. And I've had a, a life of uh, cardiac issues, mm-hmm. uh, significant ones. And, and people ask me the same thing. It says, you know, you could have gone down a life of why me? And I look at it as uh, <laughs> all the benefits that all of the the industry have have. Selfishly, if you will, donated the time and the talent and the knowledge to keep me alive, and that's the me, difference, is,
2: Alan. The real difference is you accepted the gift.
0: Yeah, I you, accepted the gift.
2: And when you accept the gift, you can then pay it forward, and sure. that's obviously what you're doing. And I think that's important. And I, you know, I want to
1: interject because that's a you know really great point. You know, the why me. You know, the why me is, um, you know, to what you just said, Barry, why you? Well, it's because you're now able to take that information and help others. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing in life that, um, you know, when we're faced with situations or circumstances that are uncomfortable, or that you have to make, you know, a choice, you know, take the high road on the choice, because there's a reason why, and you might not know at the time. But it will reveal itself as it is, um, you know. For both you gentlemen going through those things, and I certainly had my challenges in life. And I can look back and you know to that point
2: on why me? Well, because I'm able to do what I do now to help mm-hmm. others. That's why, and that's why you've been chosen. That's why any of us have been chosen. Believe that there's a greater plan. That there's a universe out there that knows what we don't know. Yet, if we've been chosen, instead of looking at at it as a, oh God, what? I have no luck. Maybe you were meant to do something with it.
0: With it, yeah. I think that's a real key. And I, I, I wish I asked this question before you just gave that answer, because I'll that take answer back. Is, is the answer to this question I want to ask. But I'm going <laughs> to. We're going to be a little redundant, but I'm going to ask it anyway. We. We have a thing in our, our um, or a process in our program that we ask every um, every guest, and it has to do with you know our, our topic is you know think bold be bold, and we have a an act that we like to to talk about and a, and a move we like to talk about, and I guess I'm going to ask that now, you know we like to leave the audience, not that we're going to finish the, the 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 podcast here real quick, but what one thing. Could you leave our audience with what one bold move could you leave the audience with if you had one thing to be able to give them today? And you've given them dozens of things today, but but given what you said, what's the one bold move you'd like to imbra- have them embrace?
2: That's going to be easy, and I'm going to use a story again because stories to me paint the picture. Mm-hmm. When my daughter was 16 years old, and she's 35 now, she came home one day and said, Daddy, Daddy, they made a movie about you. And I went, what are you talking about? She goes, Daddy, you've got to go see this movie. I go, tell me more. I don't know what you're talking about. Daddy, please go see this movie. The name of the movie was Pay It Forward. And I broke down and cried while I'm watching this movie because if my baby saw that that's how her daddy lived, there was nothing left for me to do. So it's not about giving back because I don't know what giving back means. But making a difference is, you know what? unconditionally with no strings attached what i want in return from you is for you to pay it forward so that you take what i've created and what i've done and magnify it because the more people you touch and the more people that pay it forward as a result of their being touched i now have leveraged myself that's true leverage Mm -hmm. And that's true making a difference because none of us can do it alone. And that's how we make this world a better place. I love that. And, you know, magnify the message.
1: And, you know, what a great um, uh, comment, you know, Barry. And, you know, I'm always um, impressed with the wisdom, impressed with the, you know, thought process that you go through and, and things obviously come to you. But I love that part of it. And, you know, from a paying it forward, standpoint and magnifying that message you know to do more and greater things and you know again we can talk so much about you know this in particular and you know definitely going to have Barry back uh, for all those listening and thank you for all those st- stories and you know especially that one um, because I think you know for all those people out there that have children and for them to look at you as being you know this you um, know you know, wonderful being that you are in their lives and for them to, you know, see something in, in, a, in a movie especially and, and that movie in particularly, it must have been a wonderful moment, uh, Barry, for you
2: for sure. And what I, I just want to share with you is, and I know our, our time is up, but I didn't even get started. I didn't even <laughs> scratch the surface, you know, and, and,
0: and it's, it's there's just case. so
2: much I want to share and thank you for the opportunity and that's why... I I will come on anytime you want, not to dominate and not to prove I know more than anybody else, but to help. And if I say one thing that impacts you to make your life easier or more rewarding or more fulfilling, I'm accomplishing my why. Why? and I love that and and
1: that's Barry and and you know again you will be back and um, Barry but before we go and you know we are getting tight on the time uh, not that we want to put uh, any time limit on anybody's message because it's you know always important to get it out there um, but we always respect people in our audience as well and their time to uh, to listen to this even though you can come back um, and we'll be doing a lot of uh, you know Barry uh, on the show Um, you know again where do they get in contact with you, Barry? Uh, how mm-hmm. can people work with you? I think that's always a great place to, uh, to mm-hmm. end the show. Make sure you go and pick up Barry's book, for one. You'll love it. Um, he's got lots more coming down the pipe. But, uh, Barry, share uh, with the audience uh, how they can you know, work with you.
2: I can be seen on Twitter, Barry Laub. You can reach me on LinkedIn, I'll respond. You can reach me on Facebook. I'll respond. If you want to email me, barry at barrylaub.com, um, I will be creating a Facebook community around pop and the programs and workshops that are in development. I want to create a true interactive community so that everyone can benefit from some of this information. Um, Even on your own show, you have a forum and a chat area. Um, Reach out to me in any one of these uh, methodologies.
1: Thank you and uh, yes, we will be doing a lot of uh, you know introductions to that and certainly come to uh, think bold Be bold community on Facebook as well. Uh, you'll be able to see uh, all the shows and all the uh, interactive uh, experts right. and, and, the and, and, and and Chris, yes
2: in, in answering your question though, I will speak to groups, I will design workshops I will do masterminds, I'll do group coaching but if you want real one-to-one personal access to me let me know and I'll develop a program for you as well like I do my private clients so I'm out there I'm out there
1: Fantastic. And, you know, I know that to be true. Uh, Barry's had, uh, you know, and I myself had had uh, lots of opportunities to take advantage of that. So uh, when he says it, take advantage of it. You heard it. And uh, we can speak all uh, day long with Barry and and bring out a lot more genius. Uh, We're going to reserve that for another day. And uh, listen, Alan, take us away.
0: Hey, Barry, it's been uh, a real pleasure and a joy to listen to your stories and to listen to your wisdom, and when I say wisdom, it's, uh, you know, the definition of, of wisdom as I see it is taking life experience and applying it and having impact, and you definitely have done that. Uh, I know with me, uh, I'm privileged mm. to have, you know, been listening today and been part of the show. Um, thank you for uh, offering the transparency Because so many times, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurship here and uh, as a big platform for uh, the message that we give, and transparency is, in fact, uh, a high caliber trait in business. It may not have been in years past, but it is now. And that's where the stories come in, the transparency and mm. the stories and the mm. relatability. So thank you so much for integrating that, uh, uh, into who you are and what you do on a natural way. Chris, as usual, it's been great. I so much respect it, and that love you, my friend. And, uh, just honored. Today is a special day for me to to hear the message, and I want to thank you both. So, on that note, Chris, round us out.
1: Well, first of all, thank you, and uh, I love you. I love you, man. Mm. <laughs> mm. Great movie, by the way. Um,
2: if I, uh, may, may, I make one last statement. Of course, Barry. This, sure. it
1: wouldn't be a show without
2: you doing that. <laughs> this is my truth, Alan. When you said what you said. it would have sounded like you gained from hearing me today the truth (laughs) is I got the gift because you expressed what my intention is Mm -hmm. and how can I be more honored than realizing that you gave me the ability to gift you so I got the gift
0: well said brilliant well said
2: Thank you, everyone, for listening.
1: Always come and give us some comments, some ratings. Um, we always appreciate them. Anything you're looking for, again, you know, Barry will be back. Go see him. We really appreciate it. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.